millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, all right, baby. How are you? It's good to see everybody. I guess I'm not seeing anybody, but it's good to talk to you guys again. Tom Shattuck here. Tom Shattuck's Bird Barrel. Thank you for spending the time. It really means a lot to me. It has been, it seriously has been, I, I can one interview remember last week, but other than that, it has been now, um, it has been nine days. Uh, last Friday, no, last Thursday was the last day. Uh, we did anything, uh, the burn barrel podcast. And so it has been, yeah, like nine days or whatever that is now. And I am here. Alice is still in flight. Now Alice was going to join me from St. Louis airport, but she current, her original flight was delayed. So it is either still delayed or it has crashed. So, but, uh, so, so I, I'm, I'm, if she reaches out during this time when I'm talking and we'll, we'll talk to Alice cause there's a lot of stuff she's going to want to share with you. It was just a, it was just a, it was a remarkable trip. It was just a remarkable trip. Thank you guys for being uh, so supportive during the whole thing. Uh, you know, I know that uh, for uh, for a lot of you that we are, you know, uh, I have the same thing with podcasts. The ones I I really lead, I really re- really rely on. When they're gone, it's just like, uh, oh no, like, uh, I kind of need to check in. And so, but we needed to get away. It's, you know, I've been doing the radio show now for a little more than a year. So that's, that's four hours on the air. And then, uh, and then the burn barrel, we hadn't taken really since I started in June of 2020, I hadn't really taken any week off for the burn barrel podcast at all and was going straight out. And I was never, it's funny because what I told myself when I started the burn barrel podcast was that it wasn't going to be a, it wasn't going to be a daily thing uh, because I didn't. I just didn't want to get locked into doing a daily thing because it's a big commitment. And especially when I really start, when I first started, we had I was the only one working in the house immediately, and we had a lot going on. I had a lot going on. I had a, f- a fairly big job at a newspaper, and 
it was just involved. And of course, there was a lot going on in the pandemic and layoffs and just horrific interrupt. Just it was it sucked. And you can hear during some of those early broadcasts, you can hear you can hear it in my voice. I remember one time I just like closed it up after eleven minutes because I was getting slacked by all these people. For uh, it just you know, and it just drove me crazy. There's so much. Don't be a manager. Don't be a manager in a dying industry. That would be my, my advice to you. But oh, those days are over. But it was just it was just a little bit hard, and so um so we needed a a, a vacation definitely, and uh, we have a son who's got a bunch of allergies. So there's this place in Southern California, in Long Beach, California, that um, that uh, can undo all that. Can with a bunch of treatments, etc. Can make sh- make it so that your kid won't be allergic to anything. And it can help clear up eczema, etc. And you know, before I had uh, before I had kids, of course, I was the perfect parent. So I knew, you know, if your kid's allergic to something, whatever, just like you have them start eating sushi young, whatever, whatever. But it, having a kid who's allergic to a bunch of stuff is, uh, it's just it, it hurts you because you're seeing the kid in pain, especially a kid who's um, who's got eczema. So scratching at night when he should be sleeping. And it's just torture. So, so and believe me, compared to a lot of kids, we don't have that at all. Our kid is not like immediately deathly allergic to anything. Well, I mean, some things is pretty bad, but we have it. We're luckier than a lot of a lot of people. We just get that one one child. That's Anson. And our, anyway, he's it's really he's really into his um, going to see his. Uh, this place where we go in California, and he they're they're exceptionally good there and and wonderful, and I went to a couple of appointments with him last week when we were in California, and uh, it's just it's a long regimen and it's a few years and it's involved, but it's worth it and he's excited and obviously we use this time this trip as part of a vacation as well, um, and we're able to. Well, I'll get I'll get to it. Okay, a couple of takeaways about. Oh, am I, was it done with the first thought that it didn't finish? Okay, so so thanks for being there. Now that we've come back, or I've come back, Alice is stuck in the plane somewhere. Um, but also, I wanted to say, um, yeah, that means that means a lot to us. Also, just a couple of observations about. California. You know, I had been, I've been there for a wedding in the 90s and in the early 90s, early 90s, I had, and I visited, my mother lived out there in the 90s for a bit too as well, and um, in um, San Diego and Carlsbad. And then I've been there for a wedding, a wonderful wedding. My cousin, I'm sorry, my uncle um, was married there, remarried there, uh, up near San Francisco, near the 17 mile drive, Monterey, that whole area. That was, that was beautiful. And of course, I lived there and worked there when I was thirty. When I was in nineteen ninety two, no, when I was thirty, I was nineteen. Um, in nineteen ninety two, was it nineteen? Nineteen. That's right. So, uh, and for under a year, just some months, and uh, I lived in Newport Beach. I used to wake up in this apartment every day. I was a brand new kid from the East Coast, and you know, right out of high school. And I moved to this apartment with a friend of mine there uh, in Newport Beach on Balboa Boulevard, which is a very lovely area. One side, one block away is the ocean, one block away is the, the bay, the harbor, whatever. 
and I managed to get a job at a grocery store. And so my life in those early days was was uh, just a charmed life. Obviously, I was I was I had no real knowledge. I mean, I was I was a talk radio listener and a Rush fan, etc. All back then, but you know, I was learning about life and people. I was new into the world. You know how you are when you're new into the world, and so I um. I just remember my, my life was so set. I had this job where I'd wake up early in the morning and take this little ferry that it then cost a quarter to go across from Balboa Peninsula to where I where I lived to Balboa Island. Um, the ferry ride took like two minutes or something, and they just kept going, kept going back and forth. And then I'd walk for a little under a mile, I think, to the grocery store where I worked, where I'd do my grocery store work, and then I'd finish go back home and my friend and I would either uh you know do something fun or cook something interesting or drink or um um it, it started to be a, there started to be a lot of weed smoking towards the towards the end there <clears throat> I was never really good at it but it was all over the place and it was kind of the thing everybody was doing so I was like all right I'll be a weed guy and then it's funny because my last day there was the the only time I really met this wonderful young lady who who uh, <laughs> who was really interesting and was easy to talk to. Because other than that, I had, I had no thing. I wasn't somebody in college. I wasn't somebody with any career. I had no life experience. I was a smart kid at 19 years old. But here I am sitting or talking to these beautiful California girls. And I had no game and no self-confidence. Why would I? I mean, they, they weren't throwing themselves at me. And until until I decided to leave with my friend who, who who drove across country, we drove across country. And that one night, the night before we left, that's when I met somebody who was actually easy to talk to. I wonder what what she's up to. She probably it was probably a good thing for her that that I didn't say. But so so it's interesting because that was my life, and I know that you're the same way, right? You remember when you were nineteen and you were brand new. You look good, right? Uh, everything's new. You get treated like a new puppy, kind of. I was I, I was. Um, I was I was a shy kid, and I still am a shy guy. It was a shy kid, but I had a sneaky courage. So I would never just approach a, a, a woman my age and say, "Hey, how are you doing?" You know, I was not, I wouldn't. I, I was afraid, but I would sneak into bars and and try to pass myself off as somebody else in clubs and restaurants. I was like, I was so enamored by it. I thought, "What's the worst that's going to happen?" Or just walk right through the back through the kitchen. So we got into a lot of these places, and uh, my friend and I, and um, back in California when I was nineteen, and just to the, discover this awesome nightlife. And once they start to know you, you know, you they then they start to know you, and uh, and it was just so fun and learning about people. Went to an Angels game, and and just it was just so interesting being new. And and, and I remember being there thirty years ago, nineteen ninety two, leaving one morning from my apartment. Walking down the street next to the little bay, it's all beautiful. This is ridiculous. This is the kind of place you, you see in sitcoms where you're like, nobody really has a place like that. We had a ridiculously good place. It just happened. And the only reason I got to the gig at the grocery store is because the the kid whose job I took did a no call no show to go surfing in Hawaii. He was one of these surfers that they used to like to get these alarms and uh, would told them that like killer waves were uh, happening and they'd all like take a plane or boat out to Hawaii and so he just left so I got his job but uh, but I remember at the time thinking do my life here is perfect I'm in Southern California 
I'm I'm enjoying myself. Um, you know, there's a great party scene. All the stuff grunge was new. They the cars would come down the the Balboa Boulevard with these, these you know, huge custom speakers with Nirvana and this and that. And meeting my, my friend was less shy, and he was really good looking. So, so he did attract people and ladies. So they'd be around, and it just was so fun. It's like, wow, I've got everything. I've got everything. I went out there ostensibly to be an actor, by the way, and I took like a day workshop. Never happened. I had zero drive. As soon as I got, as soon as I found a comfortable rut, I was happy to stay there. So, um, so it just me. So. So I, I, towards the end of my time there, I thought about. I mean, I was thinking heavily about this. Like, why do I want to leave this? This could be my life. Could only get better from here. Nineteen years old, I didn't have a car out there. I didn't need one. I was walking everywhere where I was. It was a paradise. And, and I thought, no, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to try something new. And so me and this guy drove. Uh, across country home, which of course, which is an education itself, which I highly recommend every young, at least young man do. Women, I'm worried about serial killers for you, but at least every young man should. Um, it, it was just just wonderful. But anyway, so on day two of our trip this time around, um, I decided to, and Alice kind of was was behind it too, because Alice is one of these really good people who's actually interested. In me, she doesn't just say it. It's like I. She actually does love me. I have proof. She really does. I mean, she must obviously. I mean, I am. Uh, she's obviously a fair maiden, and I'm me. But in whatever. But obviously, but but she was interested in my story, and she remembers stuff about. So we went there. We went to Newport Beach, on the Pacific Coast Highway, PCH, and. Not much of the Pacific Coast Highway do I recognize from thirty years ago. I, I just don't. I just I just don't know why. But but once we got into Balboa, Balboa Peninsula, then it was like, oh yes, this all makes sense. There was a, I think by the way, um, Del Taco is gone. There was a Del Taco's. There should have been one on the right hand side when you pull in there. Nothing. But anyway, we actually went, and I wanted to find my uh, my apartment that I lived on, which was. 404 East Balboa Boulevard. I didn't rem- I couldn't remember. So I had the kids, and of course they were not thrilled to be with me. Uh, well, a little bit. And and Alice and I was looking. I was like, I don't know the number. And I texted my friend, my old roommate from 30 years ago, and, and he didn't get back to me in time. And I'm like, where is it? Where is it? And then I see this little building, and there I see these three. You know those windows that you wind open. They open like a door, kind of wind open. Three windows in the back alley of a place. And I said, oh my god, that was my bedroom right there. And next to it was the bathroom windy window. And next to that was the kitchen windy window. And I found the place. And it had the same paint job. The same one from 1992. It was like this very 90s green. All the people had... And there was a little there was a little terrace part of it that now has full of plants that my, my friend and I just used to drink beer on because we figured it was our property or whatever. But it was wild to see exactly the same place unchanged whatsoever and took some pictures in front of it and now you know then i like i said i was a 19 year old kid with no idea of anything at all in the world now now i've returned with four children and a wife just how many things that 
that when I had left there, I hadn't been anywhere, done anything, and now it's, you know, a lot has happened. It's been 30 years. It was just very, very, it's an out-of-mind experience. I'm sure you guys have done the same thing, where you just visited somewhere where you abruptly left, and then you return, and in many ways, it's like, it's like time started again in 1992, when I got there again. And to walk around the corner, I remember the shortcut. And the bar, the, one of the bars called the Class of 47 that we used to sneak into, a dive bar. It's still there, exactly the same. Still a dive bar. I'm sure some of the people who were there in 92 were there now. And then we went over and we took that ferry across. Now it's uh, 2 bucks per person or two fifty per adult. Where it used to be a quarter. Across the water into Balboa Island where we walked down the, 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 the same... Same path I took every morning while listening to my friend John, who's listening, made me a tape, a great tape um, with a bunch of songs, including Tom Petty, what was that, uh, You and I Will Be Friends, something like that, and uh, um, Duran Duran, um, the one about car racing, uh, the chauffeur. And I used to just listen to that if it was the early morning, and on the way back I'd either listen to Rush Limbaugh, who was, who was big at that time, obviously, um, or whatever, and just to relive the whole thing and then found the market. It's it's the different name of now and it's, it's all different inside. But just remarkable, just a remarkable thing. And I didn't, I, I, you know, I would have been just fine not doing it. Like the Tom Shattuck, ooh, Tom Shattuck once lived here tour is not a like prestigious thing. You know, I don't really matter. Um there, although I thought it was interesting when I was hanging outside, one one of the guys went into one of the other apartments. I could see him kind of looking like, like thinking, like, what's going on here? Why is this guy taking pictures of this apartment building? I thought, man, in 1992, that dude was not alive yet. But anyway, so that's that's the kind of thing that was just a, just a mind bleep. So I thought I'd share it with you. It is, it's just interesting. It's interesting when you make decisions like that that could change your life in a moment. Who knows? I know that I was easily distracted, as I am now. And as I was in my 20s and 30s, I was easily distracted by immediate instant gratification and fun available whatsoever in California at that time. So I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't, and I also wasn't in love with being an actor. So I wasn't – I just wanted to be famous. I just wanted to be Luke Perry. That was really, to be honest, that was it. Um, but without putting the work in and all that stuff. So uh, the next thing we did um, – I wanted to mention was uh oh yeah we drove through the Hollywood Hills when we first got there and holy hell I cannot believe Mulholland Drive is legal it is so harsh the roads in the ledges it's unbelievable and another thing I'm not sure there's a more starkly beautiful place um in the country so freaking gorgeous California is a gorgeous state i know for most of you guys i'm not telling you anything you don't know but it really smacked us in the face like this place no wonder why people want to be around here it is just magic in those beautiful hills and all that stuff and we were just blown away and you know of course we were the the tourists looking for the hollywood sign but in our search for the hollywood sign we just saw, saw so many incredible things oh so good so good so um Let's see. Anything else jump out? Well, I had a. Uh, that's right. I almost had a situation on the flight today. Uh, on the flight to. Okay, so I I flew out there JetBlue and I flew separately from the family for a number of reasons. JetBlue flight. 
I got row. Four, I got fourteen D as my seat. Nobody's in my row. The only row in the place. I'm like sitting pretty for the whole flight out there. I watched uh, Licorice Pizza, of uh, the movie, which of course was um, nominated for like an Academy Award because it makes no sense. I can't tell you what happened in Licorice Pizza. I have no idea. What happened? I know one dude in the seventies apparently had a lot of gigs. I guess that, but I have no idea what happened. I don't. I don't know what happened. There's a pretty girl in it who plays a pretty Jewish girl, and that's all I know. Um, so the plane today. Now we're running late to. Well, I was running. I pushed it close anyway. But um, but it was um. It, so this is what happens. I'm running late. I'm trying to get through security. I got to be. This flight is at. Um, seven o'clock out of LA today. Um, and the doors close at six forty-five. It's like six twenty-seven, and I'm waiting in the security line, and it's going forever and slow and slow and slow. Hang on a second. Sorry about that. And we finally snake through. And I get almost to where I'm going to get wanted. And the lady goes, going to take a U-turn. Go right up there. You're going to the other area. She sent me to a different security line because they were having overflow problems. So now I'm really pushing it. And I got to get in to gate 50, JetBlue. And I'm waiting in the security line. And it's going slow as hell. And I'm like, oh, God. I've done everything right. You know, I'm wearing a T-shirt, Crocs. I'm like, I'm ready to put my stuff in a bin and rock through. I'm like, oh, my God, no. So... I get, uh, I finally go through the electric thing, and and the, the TSA guy goes, it's a, you, looks like it's your lucky day, because I got to do the walkthrough thing instead of the spinny thing. So I'm like, fine, whatever. I get my stuff together. I don't have time to put my belt on. I'm holding my pants up, trying to wipe my, work my way down the hall. Thankfully, it's, um, gate 50 is right there, but I get to it like two minutes late, and I said, and I got my boarding passing, and I said, can I get on? The guy goes, uh, Al, can I get on? Can I get on? Can I get on? And I said, oh. all right, but you should know that, uh, that in the future. And I said, I'll, you know what, I'll buy you dinner. I don't care. I, 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 I didn't listen to it. I got some kind of um, admonishment from Al, whatever. Al, talk to your security people, right? Just for, leave me the freak alone, okay? Let me just get on the, all right, that's fine. So anyway, they print me up a boarding pass. She said, okay, um, unfortunately, we had to give you a seat in the middle. And I said, what? You get? And she said, that's all we have, sorry. And I'm like, well, they must have given away my seats last second when they thought the plane, some standby people got it, whatever. I'm walking down the aisle there. And for, row 14, 14D is my seat. 14 is available. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's nobody in my row. But the boarding pass says 20E now because they couldn't, for some reason, they won't. And so I say, F this. So I just go to row 14. I start uh, unpacking right there. And the guy comes to me and says, I'm pretty me, sir, sir, is that your seat? Or what is, it, what is your seat? The stored, 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 whatever it is. And, uh, and I said, um, oh, well, it was, but they just, they just moved me there. But this was my seat. This is 14D. And he said, well, no, you have to sit in the seat that's marked. I have the app open that has my seat number. It's now expired because the flight, like, left, uh, in quotes, whatever. So now he's like, no, sir, sir, you need to move. You you have to use the one that's on your boarding pass. That is the one that you have to sit in. And I said, this row is empty. I paid for this. He said, no, sorry about that. And I said, well, can I pay for it now and up, uh, just upgrade to it then from this other one? And he said, no, I'm sorry. We cannot do any upgrades once we're the things like. And, and then, he, then he says something like, oh, you have to sit You have to sit in 20. That's going to be your thing. And I said, oh, but I don't understand. I paid for this seat. He said, no, no, no. If you want to be upgraded, then you have to pay for an upgrade. And I said, I paid for seat it was an upgrade 14d is a fat guy's seat it's the section with the helping people section to get onto the wing whatever so now he we me he and i are getting loud the guy next to me i can tell is about to start filming us he calls in reinforcements and this lady said sir i'm sorry they printed you a boarding pass and they had to make changes last minute and you have to go 20e is your seat so i'm thinking a plea you can't let me and it's in the middle of two women. I'm saying, you're going to be, I'm this fat, and you're going to put me in 20E when I paid for this? And he said, no, sorry, sir, 20E, that is where you're going to. So I say, uh, uh, fine. Effing fine. I am now in my head, now at the war with JetBlue in my head. So I go there to 20E, say, sorry about that. Welcome to uh, the, um, you know, having a fat guy next to you, in between you two now. Text my wife, I'm all salty, like these am- bastards, like, move me, whatever. I'm like, this is like totally unacceptable. I'll tell you what I texted her. I was so effing mad. I was so, f- oh my God. It's over two different mediums I was texting her because I, it was, I went back and forth from Facebook to normal. Um... Uh, because I was late, they downgraded me to a rear middle seat. My row is empty. Effing horse bleep. Uh, because I was late. And then she said, then our texts weren't synced. Um, and I said, it's so effing punitive. And I believed it was. That was like, okay, all right. You want to get on a plane fatty? Well, you lose your fat seat. So then, so I'm like rip bleep. And I'm texting Alice. I'm like saying, this is totally effing bull, bull bleep. This is crazy. This is just crazy. I, um, it, it, I I can't believe it. And just totally, totally, um, totally, I was bit. Um, so then, um, so then, so then, listen to this. As I'm as I waged war 
And Jeff blew my mind. Believe me, you know where I'm going. But like, obviously, I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna, I'll be spending the next five hours devising a thread of uh, tweets, uh, unlike the world has seen. Yes, I realize that makes me a bitch, but you know, fine. I was feeling like because I could see my empty row up there, and in my mind, I'm thinking like, why did they? Why don't they want me to have my seat so much? Is it because that they're gonna go and sit there or like lie down there? So then, listen to this. Freaking plane, like five minutes later, is now taxiing down the runway. Stewardess comes up to me. It, it, she's the one who, uh, who booted me. You know, after the, when the guy brought in reinforcements, and she said, uh, "Sir, sir, uh, um, we can reseat you. We can reseat you." And I said, "You can reseat me? You mean up to fourteen D?" She said, 14 Delta, that's right, I'm, we can reseat you. I said, oh, my God. And and she said, um, she said, um, uh, yes, are you able to help in case of emergency? I said, yes, oh, my God. And then she said, uh, yes, we're able to, to make that uh, change up there. And I said, I love you. Oh, my God. And I meant it. I loved her at that moment. So then I get out. I say goodbye to the ladies who I was going to share the flight with. I move up to 14D. I got the whole freaking thing. She then says, you know, we had to, they had to make a change at the front because the plane was leaving. Who cares? But she made, it was like Christmas. I can't believe. And by the way, kudos. If you're, if if the Jet Blue, Blue Brass is, is listening, good for you because the war was over and you had won until somebody decided to follow up or think better of it or whatever, or just somebody's better angels gone to them and they gave me my right allotted seat. And I was through the roof, thrilled. So there I go up, got my new seat, speaking perfect. I'm sitting in the aisle. The two seats to the right are are empty. It's like just perfect. There's no other empty rows in this plane. This plane is freaking full. But there I was in my uh, in absolutely in heaven. Then, so I'm in 14D, 14E and F, whatever. The two seats next to me are empty. The lady in 14, like A, who's by the window, who's who's sharing a row with two other people, looks over to me and says, and she points at the seat, and she said, oh, do you mind, do you mind um, if I take that seat, that window seat? And I said, well, I, I don't mind. I, of course, did mind. But I don't, I think they might mind, because JetBlue had essentially, you know, brought in reinforcements, because I dared to not be in the right seat. So she then goes and sits in the window seat in my row. No, obviously, I, I think I'm thinking violent thoughts when this is happening because I rolled the dice and I did smart stuff. I looked online. I could tell yesterday that these seats still weren't bought. You know, I did my due diligence. She didn't. I know that seems uh, like I, I'm I'm uh, somebody who's a bit of an ingrate here, considering I just got charmed and everybody else was smacked together, and I was. Whatever. But I'm like, but does she really have the right to the, I mean, but fine. She sits in that seat. Now listen to this. This is what gets me. She was mildly attractive, should be said. This is what gets me. And if you're listening, ma'am, to this, I think you know this inside. That I think you know that you're immoral. Listen to this. She sits in the window seat, shuts the window immediately. Shuts the window immediately. Just nope. Down goes the window. She doesn't like to be bothered by the light, I guess. 
That's what that's about. Of course, it was my window. I was seen just fine there before. I mean, we're going to fly over the Grand Canyon. We're going to fly over all sorts of beautiful places. I can see in a little trap, in a little plane tracker thing where I am. Shuts the effing window. Who has no intellectual curiosity at all about looking down 22,000 feet at the Grand Canyon? Who doesn't? Who's not into that? Little Miss Nappy Nap? No, I don't like to have the window. F you. If you're somebody who closes the, the GD window, especially when you're flying over interesting stuff, you suck. It is every bit my right. It what should be in my right for after she had done that to call the flight crew over and they should have thrown her out of the plane at 20,000 feet. That is my God's honest belief. That's what it should be. And I should be able to open the window and watch her plunge into the Grand Canyon. That's what it should be. How dare you, lady? Not shockingly, this same... This same lady, of course, was wearing a mask. She took it off sometimes, on sometimes, off sometimes, which is fine. It just tells me that her psych meds, you know, put her in different um, different states of fragility, or, or depending on what minute it is. And unfortunately, that's probably the same thing that made her close the window, because for some reason that she can't have, uh, you know, be stimulated by the wonder of the outside world as we're soaring through the skies there. And of course, this same lady, of course, she now, she's already interloping in my effing row, shuts off my freaking window, and now, oh, you have never seen somebody so excited about getting up and going to bathrooms and going to little, um, to uh, hostess stands and going to uh, little areas where the snacks are. Oh, she loved it. I was getting up and down twice an hour. She went seven times. She was out and, and doing something, and she'd go out and back and back and to the front and then to the back and the front and back. Getting stuff doing this, to getting stuff doing that. Oh, God, she sucked. She sucked. And I was telling Alice this the whole time. She sucked. And then when then she started texting somebody and hiding the phone so I couldn't see it. I was thinking to myself, how dare you? better not be texting bad stuff about me, lady. But anyway, you know you're immoral, ma'am. You know what you did is immoral, and that's all that matters. All right. Karine Jean-Pierre, as you know, uh, has been making the rounds this week about the Biden thing, when he, about the uh, Palpatine speech. It just goes to show you, well, first of all, why would you give an important presidential address to the nation when there's been no event that happened? We weren't hit by planes. There wasn't just a... a uh, tsunami that wiped out, uh, you know, the Gulf states. What's the so the meaning of the thing is to yell at Republicans from MAGA people to people who are pro-life and say that they're all very dangerous with uh, Marines behind you. Marines like you're going to sick the Marines on people. What are the Marines doing with him it, it, on it, on uh, at Philadelphia in Philadelphia in Liberty Hall, whatever that place is called. I mean, the problem is, is that he's telling half the country that you're a bunch of rabble-rousers, and he's saying that they're not going to put up with it with his dudes behind him. Who the frig thought this was a good idea? He's such a cynical bastard anyway. The part, the parts that he could get through because he was barely operative, the parts that he could get through were dark as hell and just once again saying that the other side, this, that, and dark, and racism, and other... How dare you? This is just... It's purely... Obviously, it's just cynically political. But see, so here's the thing. Don't come at me with anything then 
or any of us uh, about how Trump was mean and divisive. Don't say it because nobody has done anything this bad that this guy did. Biden is the most divisive. This is an administration. Now they've got a chip in their shoulders because the Republicans, probably because of the Roe v. Wade thing, I'm sorry, um, have faltered a little bit. And Democrats are ticking closer to polls. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of football left. But this is so damn divisive. And those people are just, this This team in the White House is pernicious. They are. And I'm sorry, in the, in the, and the, uh, the uh, media giving them coverage, watching one of the Sunday shows today and I heard somebody say, well, the Republicans are going to start, are going to put this on the pile with, oh, you know, uh, talking about the fake Russia, Russia, Russia thing and the dossier. And now they're going to put the Trump Mar-a-Lago search. They're going to put that on that pile. It's like, wait, wait a second. What pile? The pile of stuff that you really should have cared about? That you really should have mentioned? That pile? Um, okay, okay, hold on, Alice is texting me, wanna, uh, um, hold on, want to, what's it called, what's it called, the thing where you go and meet everybody, Zoom, Zoom, or call, there's Alice, so anyway, the, the, it's just, the, the whole thing is just absolutely gro- gross. And this administration is saying it's about the soul of the nation. Obviously, they, they know that his polling sucks, so they're trying to make... This is a Reichstag fire. They're just trying to make a spectacle out of something that I'm he has not I'm wondering why it took the president so long to go there to name names. The president's really good friend, Senator Chris Coons, also of Delaware, told The Post, quote, I think it was only... Re- it was only reluctantly that he chose to give such a clear and forceful warning about what lies ahead. Does that explain it? So I have to say, and, and uh, Senator Coons is a friend, as you know, as you just stated, and really respect him. So want to just say this. The president has laid out. This is not the first time he's giving a soul of a nation speech. He soul wrote of a about nation. it back in August of 2017 about where we were as a country then, uh, especially after what we saw in Charlottesville. We have talked, the two of us have talked about that. He's soul talked about January 6th and what he saw oh. that day, what we all saw that day, this insurrection, this mob that came to attack our democracy and our law enforcement officers. This is all dangerous stuff this lady's talking about. Then when we have seen legislation extreme legislation it's legislation when we've seen any extreme legislation he considers extreme of course makes you a white supremacist makes you the enemy uh, when fighting for the soul of a nation god toxic people simply toxic people it is astounding to me that these people they just don't care they simply do not care massively uh i'm not am i shocked no but but it is it, it's it's just not good it's not good to have this you can't like you can't do this we can't have a civilization so i mean for her to say this stuff it is just we'll have to hear from alice tomorrow i think i think that she's not gonna be able to join us um it, it, they're trying to create noise around mainstream Republicans. They're trying to intimidate Republicans, and they're trying to get make it so that Democrats are mobilized to essentially attack. 
opposition from MAGA Republicans, as he said, he used those words uh, on the Senate uh, to cut and to put on the chopping block Medicare and Social Security. He's called them out. Uh, he's talked about it as well uh, when we saw the Dobbs. Wait, wait a second. I thought this was about the soul of a nation. Why are we doing an emergency speech here about attack at Capitol right? Notice they're conflating all of this stuff together. All of it, voting rights, abortion rights, all this stuff is now part of the Capitol riot. This is what we always said. This is what we knew that they were going to do. They're trying to mainstream this idea that there are um, far right-wing forces that are half the country. That anybody who disagrees with them is extreme. And it's racist and all this other stuff. And so they're telling you right now, this is the playbook here. Extremists, this and that and this and that and this and that. It's so gross. It is just so gross. I just don't know. I don't know like what you do to extract yourself from this. Once this administration says this stuff, anything's going to go. Do you understand? There's no do undoing this, Democrats. Decision from the Supreme Court to take away rights uh, from women, a 50-year constitutional right nearly. So that's the soul of a nation. That's why he has the guys, the Marines in the background and the huge Palpatine red light on him because the supreme court what is this what the frig is this pinochet 50 years of constitutional rights that we have had here in this country he's called that out uh, so he has taken many plenty of times uh to call out where we are with the extreme that extreme part of the republican party and he will continue to do that which we call as you know maga republicans mm -hmm. that maga it ideology freaking gross that's jonathan capehart he is a waste of life that, that was a guy interviewing her but this is all dangerous stuff dangerous stuff it for people on the left i'm telling you you don't want this you don't want this you may think you want this but I heard people say he had to give an emergency speech because the emergency, our democracy is under attack. If you parrot the exact words that a, a national political party uses, then you're a dumbass on the right or the left. Our democracy was under attack. Shut the freak up. It's not how it works. Democracy was under attack. Doesn't work like that. Can't do put a voodoo spell on Pence and suddenly Biden's no longer the president. And if that is, if that's our democracy being attacked, then our democracy has been attacked before. Members of the January 6th committee voted to not certify the election. People started impeaching Trump from day one. So cut this crap out. I'm acting like this has been a one-sided thing is BS. And if you're believing it, I just have no respect for you. If you're, if you're watching MSNBC right now, and just taking it, or if you're watching Fox, if you're watching Hannity and saying, okay, okay, go ahead, okay, political correctness is run amok, got it, John, then you're an idiot. Think for yourself on things. Think for yourself. But anyway, so I'm watching that stuff, the Karine Jean-Pierre stuff. Obviously, Alice and I will talk a lot more about this tomorrow. I know that she wanted to. Um, but... We've got to be ready. This is going to get a lot hotter than it is right now. It really is. And so just be prepared because 
we've got to expect uh we've got to expect um expect anything really all right so uh so guys i'm gonna take off now uh until sorry i didn't i mostly went through uh oh, freaking who cares but uh, what I'm going to do for Patreon is if I get a hold of Alice, maybe I'll throw her on the Patreon with me uh, tonight. A other than that, right now, I'm just going to upload as usual. So um, hang in. Anything else? Um, let's see. There was that. Let me see what I've... Let me see if I'm, not, if I'm missing anything, first of all, because I don't want to feel like you get short shrift. Uh, Tom Shattuck, where am I? That's where I am. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Oh, the Jackson, Mississippi drinking water thing. Yeah, well, I'll have reasons why that's not going to be helped. And a lot of it has to do with the idea that the mayor keeps saying equity. Um, Taco Bell in Kansas City walked off the job to strike as community members cheered them on. They're protesting unsafe working conditions. Low pay and no, no paid sick days. Um, all right. Good luck to you, my friend. Good luck to you. Taco Bell is Taco Bell. Okay. You're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting yourself here. And uh, that is no bueno. It left also taking credit now for finding nuclear power. We'll talk about that with Alice as well, too, when I uh, when I grab her. All right, guys, it is so great to be back. Thank you so much. I am back on the radio on Tuesday, not tomorrow, but I've I've just gotten home. It's 7.23 now. It's now dark. I've, I, I've, I've been gone for so long. I was hoping to see the place in daylight a little bit. See the damage. It doesn't look like we've got much uh, rain up here in the greater Newbury Report area. But thank you so much, guys. I appreciate that. We're going to get back to the Substack. Please sign up for the stuff. Follow us on the things. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate all that. We're going to have new merch, by the way. New merch is coming out very soon. Alice and I talked a little bit about that. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Take care. I didn't hit the post like Alice does. You guys are great. Thank you so much. Take care. No, thank you so much. Take care. C'est la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.